Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Tune into the Kate Daly Show. Once you're awake, it's hard to go back to sheep. The Kate Daly Show starts now. The vaccines are still too experimental to be rolling out to the masses. I think that was mid-December. Mm-hmm. He was overruled, and they continued to roll it. They continued to roll them out. His concerns were four different things. One was the antibody-dependent enhancement, which we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. But the second, which you're raising right now, is the fertility aspect. And I just want to stress to everybody that you know I'm a mom, and when you're a mom and you or you're a woman who wants to get pregnant, you know the desire to get pregnant is is overwhelming and it's enormous, and that's really, it's not something that can be replaced by something else, and it's not something you can mess around with. The the cascade of events that has to go on in the human body to get pregnant and to maintain a pregnancy throughout is incredibly complicated. And that's why historically doctors and scientists have always excluded pregnant women from clinical trials because we don't know all the details of what we don't know. And in this case, also pregnant women and breastfeeding women and women that want to get pregnant are excluded from trials. It has been shocking, therefore, to see people advocating that pregnant women or young women that want to become pregnant should ever be in favor of taking an experimental anything. May I remind everybody, there are women out there that don't want to eat you know, a, a six ounces of salmon because it might have a little bit of mercury in it. Right. But they're willing to throw all this caution to the wind and say, jab me with something experimental. So what I tweeted about a couple of days ago is a young female physician who's been very pro the experimental vaccine. And in fact, she went ahead and got the vaccine, the experimental COVID vaccine. And, then, and she's second trimester pregnant. And a few days later, she loses the pregnancy. I feel it's critical to talk about this, and it's why I wanted to come on your show specifically to talk about it. A couple of things. One is losing a pregnancy in mid, you know, in the second trimester is not very common. The typical reason you do is because the placenta has some kind of failure. Well, if this thing is really going wrong with the experimental vaccine, it causes placental failure. Hmm. Today... By the way, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Today, uh, the CDC is telling pregnant women, all pregnant women, they should get the shot. Yeah. The problem 
is obvious, and she states the obvious. That was Dr. Simone Gold. You don't ever try an experiment out on somebody pregnant. There's no studies. They don't know what's going to happen. And at the rate of miscarriages, um, which are hard to prove, right? They're very, very hard to prove, but very suspect right now because uh, of, of the number of miscarriages out there people are reporting. I can't imagine that you would be concerned about a piece of tuna and won't eat that, but you will take a shot that's irreversible while you're pregnant, not knowing how that affects the baby. So Dr. Uh, Simone Gold uh, put this out on uh, Twitter and she said, look, she said it's, and I, I'm going to totally just, <laughs> you, you know how I am with words, right? And names. Sink CO trophoblast. It becomes inflamed, causing a miscarriage. The vaccine is not cleared of infertility risk. You know, besides for that, and people just absolutely thinking it's safe to do that. What's very interesting to me is the amount of youth right now that are nervous about the shot because of infertility. Because on the FDA sheet, when you get handed the uh, vaccine, when you're going in to take the shot, they hand you a, um, a sheet with, with this on it. And uh, you can actually look it up at FDA. Fact sheet for Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, and one of the clauses of not taking this, and they, they list them out, is preparing to have a family. And what are we doing? We're telling our, our youth to go get it. We're telling our young adults to go get it. So with that being said, I, I, I'm glad the youth are picking up on that. I'm glad the youth are actually a little worried about it. <laughs> That's nice to see. Maybe their eyes are opened a little bit. Who knows? But um, but the worry is there, and the worry is there for me, too, for them. I'm, you know, I've had my family, but what are we doing to a whole generation? And when they called for, the CDC called for pregnant women to get the shot, I just went, wow. I. It'll be very interesting to calculate I think the incredible number of miscarriages that we're going to get from this. Do you remember the doctor that was so vaccine happy and she went and got the shot and she was pregnant? I'm talking, she was shouting the shot from the rafters, right? And uh, she had a miscarriage. It's like her fourth or fifth month. Dr. Simone Gold talks about her. So man, be careful out there. So Salt Lake City, (laughs) we all know Salt Lake. Oh, by the way, I probably should say, okay, so Tomorrow, Erin Elizabeth, um, who is uh, the partner of um, Dr. Mercola, a girlfriend of Dr. Mercola, she'll be on the show talking. She does Health Nut News um, in her own right. She's become really a big name and was named as one of the Disinformation 12. So alongside Dr. Mercola, she's going to talk about him having to, uh, him, you know, getting the, uh, getting attacks on by CNN and then also removing all of that, that, uh, all the articles he's written over the last 25 years. So she'll be on Cassandra Levitt will be on followed by Patrick Wood from technocracy. I uh, he'll, he'll be coming on too. today. I have, um, open phone lines in this hour. You can call up and then I have, um, Chris Ann Hall. 
she switched to today. And then I've got uh, Ashley Bog from um, Boggs from from this group uh, in Indiana that is really doing some good. She is a master's level nurse and she'll be talking about um, masks and religious exemptions and all kinds of things like that. So you're going to want to listen up to that. And Melissa will be back on with us, you know, next week. And then Susan, followed by Susan. So just kind of letting you know the schedule. Um, so Salt Lake City. <laughs> oh, Salt Lake. When's it just going to burn to the ground? <laughs> I swear. Salt Lake is, is it, it's like we have the state of Utah and then we have Salt Lake. I'm probably, I, I'm going to guess this is probably a lot like Illinois. We have Illinois and then we have Chicago, you know, and, and this is our Chicago. Anyway, they approved masks for 12 under. Yeah. Are the kids sick? No. Nope. Nope. Perfectly healthy. They approved masks. I would imagine a major exodus out of Salt Lake City. For those of you that are listening from Salt Lake City today, please. Um, Oh, by the way, Melissa's going to join us uh, with Ashley Bogg as well. So I misunderstood. So she's going to be on too which is going to be great. We're going to have a a wonderful conversation about what's going on there in Indiana. So Salt Lake passes and ignores the law. We have a law on the books and uh, completely ignoring it. See, they want to be the first to show that you don't have to obey the law. See, you only have to obey the health department commandments, I guess. And, and so they are going full throttle on the masks. So this will be very interesting to see what happens, what happens with this as people go to challenge it because of the law. If anybody wants to chime in on this, you're completely welcome to do so. Um, you know, I woke up this morning with that feeling again to tell you to get Saracena Purpua as well. Saracena purpua is the plant extract that they discovered, that the Indians took, that they discovered and talked about in the medical journals in the mid-1800s here and said it absolutely stops the replication of smallpox in the body. And it's just like 10 drops of this extract in water and it can actually stop the replication. It actually could, could cure measles at the time and typhoid. And they announced this. They said this is the cure for smallpox. Well, since then, the CDC said uh, no cure for smallpox, <laughs> except what they want you to take. So they just fast-tracked a treatment for, for smallpox. June the 9th, it came out, I think is in the 5th or the 9th, and said they used the emergency use to fast-track a treatment for smallpox, even though no one in the country has smallpox. I worry, as you can see. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried that we're not doing what we need to do. You know what? Let, let's just put it this way. Can we just be really real here? I'm telling you to pick up an extract for six bucks. Okay. I don't make any money on this. I wish I did. It'd be nice. Uh, I don't make any money. I don't have any incentive other than to say, I just care about you and I want you to be okay. Please order this. And, and look at it this way. If I'm wrong, you're only out six bucks. <laughs> So what could it hurt, right? And here's the other thing too. They didn't really know what else it could help. And from what I understand about Saracena purpua, it's S-A-R-R-A-C-E-N-A, and then purpua with U's, purpua. 
Okay. It's called the Northern Pitcher Plant. It's grown in real wet areas, United States. Okay. It's the extract of that plant. And you can actually just Google Saracena Purpua extract. I also have um, in under show, under show topics on my website, katedallyradio.com. I have links. I'm pretty sure I put the links on there. Um, look, I don't, whoever you buy it from, I, I would just have it on hand. It's the only thing you can have on hand. That's my point. There is nothing else. And I don't trust any treatment or protocol coming from the CDC. They are the liars in chief. They are the fraudulent mechanism that we developed that owns the patents on these treatments and vaccines. And I, for one, won't take anything they give me. No, thank you. Just like the horrible protocol at the hospital, I won't do it. I won't do it. That's coming from the CDC, too. No wonder it's failing us. No wonder people are are not okay. And it isn't the best they can do. What the best thing they could do is just treat pneumonia, <laughs> regular good old pneumonia. And I, so the video I put out is up to like 250,000 views and doctors are putting it out. Uh, Lynn Wood put it out. <laughs> like all these, you know, I'm, um, I'm actually going to be taping Alex Jones tomorrow. Maybe it'll play Friday. But all I, I, what I want you to know is that the only reason we went forward with this was to help you. I hope you're getting the help from this. I'm not a doctor. I don't dispense any medical help or advice. I can just pass along to you what we did and tell you to go to the frontline doctors for help because they're the only ones that I would actually trust in this. Just like Dr. Merritt, one of the only doctors I trust because she gets it. You can go to hers too, the medical uh, rebel. Isn't it the medical rebel? I'll, get, I'll, I'll make sure I have that right. I always mess up websites. I really apologize. <laughs> but the medical, I think it's the medical rebel. And, uh, com. and she out, actually outlines all of this. And she tells you what you should be taking right now, even if you're not sick, to shore up against what's going on right now. Be right back. Kate Daly. Lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, and uh, I'll take the caller in just a moment, but I just wanted to mention two things. Number one, go to Garage Doors Only and get your garage door there. Uh, they are just, they just rock. They're great. What can I say? Don't go to the big box stores. I'm so tired of big box stores that follow along and do whatever they're told and mask their employees, and it's just want to mask their patrons, just please go to garage doors only. Get your garage door there. If you need a new one, go there. They have great customer service. I was talking to a customer service person the other day from someplace else, and the person couldn't understand me, and I had to go over the information five times. I was like, you know what? I love it when I shop local and when I have local people to talk to. I really do. I mean, it's it's just it's 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 comforting. I you know you know they're right there to answer the phone. It's nice. Uh, Garage doors only is amazing. Uh, you know, several years now they've been voted the best of Southern Utah, and they've been going since 1999. Uh, they'll they'll earn your business. They'll do a stellar job. Their techs are amazing. Uh, the garage doors work perfectly. <laughs> 
<laughs> I haven't had one problem. I mean, it's been amazing, right? And they work perfectly. And I got, uh, they have the best doors to offer. And I'm telling you, garage doors only. It's the only place I go. Now, you have to dial 435 even if you're in this area. So 435-868-1200. Uh, let me take a, oh, oh by the way, sorry, uh, one more thing. I knew there was two things. Uh, health rally tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Uh, uh, Vernon Worthen Park, right in the center of St. George, 6 o'clock, Eric Mutzos, a huge amount of people are going to be going to this. Please show up. Let people in this community know that there are others like you. Please. I'm, I'm, I'm really asked. This is a huge ask, but I'm asking you. Tomorrow, 6 o'clock, Thursday, if this plays on a rerun, um, August the 12th. All go down to the park, and uh, I, I'm telling you, this is going to be fantastic. Go down there 6 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, Kate, hi. a couple of things. Sure. Um, first of all, I uh, wanted to mention that um, one of the things that I'm hoping will come out of this is I'm urging uh, around here locally where we are, I'm trying to get people behind the idea of uh, setting up an uh, alternative backdoor economy to uh, work around these uh problems with these big box places and yeah. stuff like that. Um, one of the things that we're blessed with here where we live is uh, we have a lot of mom and pop businesses, particularly in with restaurants here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so uh, this is why I'm, I'm reemphasizing all the time about supporting the, the local mom and pops here. Yeah. It's uh, so a good idea. Hopefully, hopefully we can really get that going. Um, the other question I had just because I hadn't heard anything about him in a while, how is Uncle Milty doing? He's doing really good. He's on the mend, and hopefully he'll be back in just a couple of weeks, if not a week. I'm hoping so. He's doing really well. Yeah, he's doing so good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of curious because I I didn't know he was ill. I knew he wasn't he wasn't hadn't been around in a while, yeah. so I, I you know I've been thinking about him today. I was Aww. wondering how he was doing. So I he'll I'd, love to hear that. He'll love to hear yeah. that, and if he's listening, he should call us up and give us an update. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, he listens. Well, right. Thank care. you, Sam. Really appreciate that. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, I know we have a lot of new listeners um, today because of the video. It's gone viral, and we have a lot of new listeners um, around the world. Actually, I'm getting messages all around the world. Um, so I'm really grateful for that because if we can save some lives, then I'm in. Aren't you? I'm in, and. I always think it's funny when people in the medical profession get butthurt because I'm saying the protocol is terrible. You know, teachers did the same thing to me too. I would call out Common Core, and which is the curriculum, and the teachers were acting like a victimhood class of you're going after us. No, I'm not. I'm, I don't think you should be willfully ignorant um, to what's going on, um, but, uh, but I'm going after the curriculum. Same thing with doctors. I'm going after the protocol. But it's amazing to me how many doctors in the comments and nurses from ICU are backing what I'm saying by saying, please keep talking, please keep talking. I have people emailing me, please keep talking. You're saying all the right things about the protocol. And if we could do the things you're talking about, we could we could save some more people. And they're afraid to come out because of their jobs. A lot, a lot of them are vocal. They don't go by their names on, on, on the comments, but they're vocal about it. Then I have like a couple of people <laughs> who who tell me I am backwoods, chatty show host who doesn't know my elbow from, you know, other parts of my body, and how dare I? And I'm going, were you in there with us? 
I just experienced this. Were you in the room? I don't think you were. And so one respiratory uh, therapist calls me out and says, uh, they wouldn't put a mask on him. They'd give him oxygen. No, they actually put a mask on my husband, even though they were wearing masks. You don't need to. <laughs> That's how that's how idiotic it is in there. And and so uh, they put a mask on him when he couldn't breathe and then gave him oxygen after the assessment of him sitting there trying to breathe with a mask on his face. Okay, so it's like these people aren't even in there. (laughs) They don't even know what happened. And uh, and yeah, I have been alarmed and horrified at our experience because I found a lot of people didn't know what they were talking about, didn't know what they were doing. And it was horrifying. So, yeah. Um, and so I'm calling out the protocol. And from what I hear from the doctors calling it out, I guess this is the first video to ever call out the protocol and say it's the protocol. It's not COVID killing people. Again, it's not COVID. It's the protocol by which they're using. So, um, so just like Common Core, it's funny how doctors and nurses take it so personal as if they invented the, the very protocol they're using and that it's their baby and I'm attacking them. Okay. Teachers did the same thing. Teachers, you know, went off on me and here I'm protecting them from what they have to teach because it's nonsensical. Right. So I'm telling, I'm telling teachers, Hey, you know, first of all, they parade you on stage every time they want a tax hike and, and say it's for you, but you're never getting it. Why aren't you calling them out? They're lying because they're saying they're, they're the ones that are actually getting it. The administration, not you, the teacher, but they tell everyone it's for you. And then secondly, I'm trying to get rid of this horrific, uh, education process by which you guys are having to, to not teach and do what they ask you to do. I think doctors are held back from being doctors who could listen to those those voices, who could say, you know, hey, this something's not right and, and it's not a one size fits all, but they're told to do the one size fits all, just like Common Core. And both doctors and nurses and teachers think I'm attacking them. Like that, like that little uh, nurse practitioner out there in my city that said, a girl on a podcast says nurses are killers. <laughs> We're all crying over it. I'm thinking, I didn't say that. Why are you crying over that? Give me a... That's the kind of nonsense I'm putting up with right now. But that's okay. I'll do it if we can save some lives. So I'm all in. But I'm just... It's, it's interesting to watch how people go into their tribal corners to protect something they know isn't working. They have to know it's not working because people are dying, right? They have to know something inside of them has to say, this is not okay. This isn't the best we can do. Um, well, let, let's undertreat instead of overtreat. So, and I, I hate that I'm mentioning it every day. I'm really not trying to. It's just amazing the fallout every day. And I'm trying to share that with you because it's been, it's been really crazy, <laughs> the fallout, you know? Um, so... Anyway, uh, phone lines are open, of course. I, can, I just, can I just read you Deseret News, the, the top articles at Deseret News? Here's number one. <laughs> of all places, the American West should take climate change seriously. That comes to us from the Deseret News editorial horrific liberal board pushing climate change right now. The second article is more than half of white evangelicals now accept the vaccine. What changed? Because they said Delta variant, that's why. And everybody believed it. Nobody even questioned it. Okay. And uh, those are the first two articles. I, it always amazes me. Do you know I look every day to see what they're posting? Because I followed them now for 10 years every day. 
And it's so amazing to me how leftist, incredibly leftist they become. I mean, it's it's like reading the Washington Post. It's that grotesque. So I have a hard time right now with Deseret News because people think the, that my church runs it. They don't. It, this is run by a whole uh, sector of people they hired that are extremely liberal that have really taken it over. Hi, caller. Welcome to the to the uh, show. <laughs> how are you? You just you just keep it up, Kate. <laughs> okay. Do not let up one iota. Well, these, you know these what's sad? Double sucking, staff sucking dogs. Don't deserve anything but what you give them. Can I just tell you what's sad is I actually think that they would prefer my husband died because then they would be vindicated to say, I told you so. Oh, because absolutely. no one's real happy absolutely. that he was okay. <laughs> whenever you, whenever you, you confuse their dialogue by going a different route right. and doing something that they consider unconventional, of course, they're going to be PO'd about it. Yeah. That's who they are. Right. If you don't follow the dialogue, then you're a white supremacist uh, <laughs> uh, right-winger, uh, you know, a, yeah. a, a Trumper. And that's not the case. You know, I, I see so many conser- supposedly conservative people who have progressive democratic viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Every time they open their mouth, it makes me want to puke. <laughs> Well, you're not it alone. Does. I'm, I'm kidding you not. I, I listen to a lot of talk radio and because I don't have a TV and haven't had one or never will have one again. And uh, I just find it absolutely atrocious how many people see themselves as conservative who aren't conservative yeah. who are buying the party line. And believe me, it is the party line. Right. Thank you. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Go right ahead. Good. I've been thinking a lot about your podcast that you did on Friday. Sure. And I'm wondering if every hospital follows the same protocol, because I know a guy that had COVID. They didn't ask him about his mask or anything. What they did do, though, Mm -hmm. is they did. They gave him a COVID test, said, okay, you've got to go home now Mm because we've got to make this. And mind you, he was having a really hard time breathing. The next right. day, they came in. He came back in. Oh, yeah, we got to X-ray your lungs. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to go home now. Oh, yeah, you've got lung problems. We've got to fix you. So they gave him this antibiotic, mm-hmm. and he took it, and it worked wonders. But then he did get some ivy nectarum. So I'm wondering if every hospital follows the same no, protocol. No, they don't. I, in Boise, Idaho, they by don't, the way. They don't talk about iver, ivermectin. They don't talk about hydroxychloroquine um, because it's not in their little protocol that's approved. So they won't even have a conversation about it. And the other thing is you would only take an antibiotic if it was bacterial. And people do have bacterial pneumonia. So there's bacterial and viral. And so with viral, you wouldn't take an antibiotic. Um, but I would, I would say quercetin is just like hydroxychloroquine. And I would have that on hand. I'd order it because, you know, lo and behold, we're going to have all I, all kinds of shortages. And so I would say order liposomal C and I'd keep up on that daily. I would take NAC daily. NAC is immune support. I would also take uh, quercetin um, and, and kind of keep up on that, but have it on hand as well, because these are the things that can help out. And budesonide was awesome. 
and it doesn't have the side effects. And so I'm not quite sure why they won't switch to that. But um, but the but the steroid they're using raises the um, blood sugar so high. And so this is why people with diabetes, I'm going to have to go to a break, but you can call back, um, why di- people with diabetes are having such a tough time. And so uh, that's why I've, you know, I'm not a medical doctor. I've learned a lot. I've done a lot of research. But I'm not, so I don't dispense medical advice. And uh, but I'll tell you, I watching what works and what the doctors are telling me. Uh, Dr. Merritt sent me a protocol to keep on every day if you're healthy, and I'm gonna put it right up on show notes during the show today. So you can check it out. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Daly Show. All right. Today I have Chris Ann Hall. Um, I know on a Wednesday it's a unique thing, but uh, she's coming on uh, today's uh, show. So she'll be joining me in the next segment. And Melissa, I have Ashley Boggs who will be coming on talking about uh, she is a nurse and master's level nurse. And she'll be talking about the movement uh, that she's created to bring some sanity and also talking about religious exemptions, which is a huge thing right now. Everybody wants to know what they can do because they can see the writing on the wall, right? They're pushing for the FDA approval really, really fast to get the, uh, to get the, to get the experimental thing out of the way so that they can provide you a mandate. And it's pretty bad. So, um, what can we do? What are we going to do? That's the big question on the table today. Of course. So themedicalrebel.com, themedicalrebel.com is um, Dr. Lee Merritt's site. And she can direct you on how to get hydroxychloroquine. She gives you the amounts of things that you should be taking daily and what you should be taking daily right now if you're healthy or if you're sick or both, whatever, <laughs> for your family. Uh, she actually outlines everything. So themedicalrebel.com. Dot com is the website. And, um, you know, Dr. Merritt, is, I, I talk to her a lot and she is fantastic. There's, there are doctors that are great. It's just that they're few and far between now. Too many doctors that I ran into were completely brainwashed into thinking they're told what to think. And that's the problem that I saw. I'm having to battle those doctors with their egos because nobody's, they're not used to having anyone you know, buck them. They're not used to having anyone question them. When I asked the question, have you ever seen COVID to several of them? They could not answer that. That's, that's, that's hard, right? I mean, 19 months in, this isn't just like a few weeks ago, we learned about COVID. I'm talking about 19 months later. If they still think it's a mystery, we're in trouble uh, because it's so elusive that can't be found. Hmm. That's interesting. What do you think about that? That's interesting. 
All right. Let me uh, let me go ahead and take callers. Uh, 888-673-1450 is the call-in number. 888-673-1450. And by the way, uh, there's uh, some some good people that are moving forward in the elections. Michelle Tanner is one of them. I'm so glad. And uh, and Greg. And, and and so I'm I'm really happy to hear that. And uh, um, uh, Brett Hendrickson, all, all kinds of different people. So I'm really glad. Um, hi, caller. Go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, I just called back. I just sure. wanted to make a point. That- sure. The hospital that my friend went to was not treated. I mean, he they, he wasn't asked to mask up or anything like that. They sent him home a few times, brought him back. He got the antibiotic. Then he got the ivermectin through Amazon.com, oddly enough, although I guess he got it because it was made for horses. He got that kind. Yeah, I don't know if I'd take vet did, stuff, but okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I, well, I would rather take people did, stuff. And but... I guess he got the formula to take it because mm, of his weight. And then he did what you suggested. Mm-hmm. Which is before your incident, he got onto some telemedicine. He must have gone to the frontline doctors, or I guess he had a biologist in Boise, because this all happened in Boise. So I guess I just wanted to know, I guess, do all hospitals not follow this protocol that you went to? Because they treated you pretty crappy, but my friend, they said nothing to him about masking up or any of that. Really? That's unusual. Um, they cling to the mask and that little yellow uh, paperish gown like I have never seen. I mean, talk about a dog to a bone. It. They actually think those two items are saving humanity, and these are medically trained personnel. So, yeah, I have a problem with that because that's not saving humanity. But they think it is, and they're completely centered on the exact rule of that as the savior. Um, and so what was the other question you asked me? Why well, I was treated I guess, and how I got through this? Yes. Or, um, well, well I, I guess not all. I guess not all hospitals. I guess follow this mm-hmm. protocol. I know people who go into the hospitals not for COVID but for other things, and yeah, they say mask up, but then they put the mask on their chin or they take it off once they're in, and nobody says a thing about it. So yeah. I, guess, I wonder if it depends on which hospital you're at. Um, probably. I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I wish so I, I did. I live here in Billings, Montana, right. and just people I've talked to, they don't, don't say a thing. Once yeah. you get in the hospital and sit down, right. they I don't take know. their mask off. Yeah, they don't say they a don't, thing. Well, it's just like, thank you. It's just like politicians. They don't wear the masks at their own parties. <laughs> they tell you to do it. Just like Angela, Angela Dumb, Dr. Dumb is back in the news, right? Uh, telling Salt Lake to mask up, but then she's taking photos you know, hugging all of her friends and at races and all kinds of things, not wearing a mask, but tells everybody else they need to. So that's how, that's how kind of grotesque it's getting. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Caller, you're live. You're live. Doesn't get more live than this. All righty. Um, okay. Add your chance. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, Hi. I'm so happy that your husband's doing so wonderfully and that you stuck to your guns and um, you were able to share all of that with us. I really appreciate that. Um, just uh, along with that, um, I I work with a vulnerable population and, um, you know, we've had a couple of people who they've ended up, you know, feeling ill and they've gone into the emergency room and um, the hospital just discharges them and, it's interesting because I have to look at a lot of discharge paperwork so uh-huh. I can go through and I can see, you know, toxicology reports and different things like that. Sure. And they always have an aftercare regimen that is printed out. Hmm. But for the individuals that are having, you know, the, the yeah. protocol, you know, is that they are diagnosed using a PCR test, which, again, I'm just going, um, <laughs> did you guys get the memo? Yeah. Uh, but, but on these patients that they're releasing, 
within a 12-hour period, they state that they have COVID and there's no aftercare recommendation listed on the paperwork at all. That's interesting. All they do is give you 40 pages of COVID-19 information crap that you can get off the internet. (laughs) That's very telling. That's very telling because what that tells me, and I'm not trying to interpret for everybody, what it tells me personally is they don't really want you to get better. They just want you to yeah. come back in bad shape. And then, of course, like we were told, I think we'd been there 30 minutes to an hour tops. And because you know how processing at the hospital goes. But literally within that amount of time, we were told we were having the ventilator talk. And I'm like, are you kidding me with this? Uh, why are you talking about a ventilator? It's the next step. It's the next step. You better be prepared for it. Uh, no, we're not. We're not. Pre- no, we're not doing that. And they looked at me like I was from Mars um, and then got there, got the, you know, got all angry about it because ego, you know, I'm not supposed to challenge uh-huh. what they, what they say, but that's interesting. Cause it's almost like go home, get worse. And then when you come back, we don't have a lot of options for you. And then we wring our hands and blame COVID. Yes. Exactly. Wow. So that's something that I've never seen before. Yeah, I, I've always seen that they give you an aftercare protocol and there's nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Really, yeah, really, really appreciate that. Uh, hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Come, uh, go right ahead. So I was one of them that went into the emergency room a couple, a couple of months ago. Uh-huh. I went in, I thought my appendix was exploding. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the, one of the, things I had going on with me is I could barely breathe. I was laboring to breathe. I could barely walk. Mm-hmm. First thing they told me to do, as soon as I walk in, you've got to put a mask on. Yeah, I it's amazing, isn't it? You have to put a mask on. I can barely breathe. Yeah. And they're but wearing yeah, masks, would... by the way. They're wearing them. So if, if, if anyone says, because I keep getting this this little story of, how do you know the nurse didn't have a, a, a child that was autoimmune? And oh my, and I'm like, well, that's a fantasy story you're writing, honey. But uh, she's wearing a mask, so there's no need to put then an additional mask on my husband, right? So I get what you're saying. Go ahead. Right. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I think. Yeah. Are you there? It's, okay. I, yeah, it was ridiculous. But that was my experience. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> right? Uh, thank you for that. I really appreciate the. I, I appreciate you telling us that. Uh, hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Well, I thought of another reason why there isn't any aftercare uh, treatment mm-hmm. or instructions. Because people don't have this con- any uh, illness. Mm-hmm. If you don't have an illness, uh, you know, because those PCR tests are completely worthless, they, uh, why would you need to treat it? Mm. <laughs> so well, maybe they do. Be- maybe Because I, I do know people that are sick, they go in and they go, well, you, they take the COVID test, which means nothing. And then they are released and they, they, they tell them, well, you have COVID, go home. And, and if it gets worse, yeah. come back. So well, there, so many of the people are being treated or tested, whether yeah. they have anything related to COVID symptoms or mm-hmm. not. They're just being tested, right. and they, they, we hear this all the time. Uh, I didn't ask for a test. I didn't come in for that. I didn't have that problem. But they're still testing me, and they're giving, often giving the uh, saying it's a positive yeah. test. Yeah. So you know, we we know the test is worthless. We know people are going going out. So if they have a treatment, that's put, putting them at risk to have a treatment for something that really doesn't exist. 
Mm-hmm. And one thing related to this, mm-hmm. uh, tell me how you can reconcile this. They are saying the establishment, the administration in Washington are saying that uh, they're still acknowledging that most cases are asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. Yet they're also telling us, as I mentioned in a call yesterday, that uh, everybody that's going to get this and they're going to be more sick than ever. So how can everybody get this and be more sick than ever in their life? That's the mm-hmm. phrase I've, seen, I've heard different ones use. Yeah. And yet most people are going to be asymptomatic. Right. That's, that's an impossibility. Yeah. I agree. I lying. agree. Thank you. I totally agree with you. You know, when I was in the hospital and I said, I just spent seven days with my husband and I'm fine. <laughs> oh, but maybe you're not. No, I, I really am. I don't have any symptoms. I'm fine. They didn't believe me. It was almost like... How dare you say you have an immune system that works because everyone's on the verge of death. And this is why we must do all of these insane protocols that mean nothing. <laughs> no medical common sense whatsoever in the ICU, right? No medical common sense whatsoever. But we're doing it for you, even though you're healthy, because we're afraid you're going to be sickly at any moment. It flies in the face of everything they've ever learned. That's what I had a problem with. I'm like, are you medically trained? I mean, my gosh, what are you saying? You know, it was that it was it was it, that's the part that got me. I, I, I just could not believe they were they were holding on so tightly. It was like they wanted a job to run around and make sure that your mask was on perfectly, perfectly perfect. And that was their job. And I, I thought, wow, do, are you in here for the health of these patients or are you just here to run around clinging to rules, these rules that make no sense whatsoever, right? When they were even describing, I had them describe the rules to me as to why they made sense. And it was like, they couldn't. I mean, it, it was so nonsensical. Um, so I think that's what is hard on all of us is when we see people do things that don't make sense, but they've convinced themselves that they do. And then you think, I thought we were all on the same team of citizenry and humanity. I thought we were, <laughs> thought we were all on the same team. We're not anymore. That's People will do things to follow rules that make no sense. People will do things to enforce those rules that make no sense. And I don't know what they gain out of it, but I, I did find that really disturbing. Uh, That was hard because I think at the end of the day, we always thought, you know, when your life's in peril or something's going on, that at the end of the day, people use common sense and we rally for each other and we're there and and humanity wins, you know, (laughs) just basic brother sisterhood. Right. We all. uh, But I have found that the politics of this has taken over to go, you know, intrinsically deep into everyone's decision-making, and then that decision-making, even if it's dangerous for the patient, like putting a mask on somebody that can't breathe, the hospital will order it done. And I thought, that's that's pathetic, but it's happening, and they stand by it. And they'll even have security throw you out if you question it. Just like our guest yesterday, he goes into a school board meeting, makes a comment, and they send a, a district mall cop over with two policemen to deliver a trespassing charge to him and telling him he's banned from school property forever. He made a comment they didn't agree with. He didn't threaten. He didn't raise his voice. Nothing. He just made a comment that they didn't agree with. School board in Davis County tossed him out and don't want him back on school property. That means back to school nights, things like that. He's not allowed. 
that's where I think you you get that sense of betrayal, like the overall betrayal of your fellow man. Because you kind of thought you were in this together. Maybe it was like people versus, you know, the forces that try to take your liberty. But now you have people around you trying to take your liberty and trying to do stuff that's just stupid. And you're thinking, how in the world did we get here? And it's maybe it's just the ba- basic brainwashing of of us. I don't know, but could be. But I think that's the part that gets that gets people. That's what's hard. Uh, you realize that. Oh my gosh, I really have to to pick and choose who I'm around now. I have to make sure that they actually want what's best for me. You know, uh, because there's a lot of people out there that will sadly be the Stasi, and they don't care. That's the sad part. I don't mean to be a bummer, but that's just, I think that's been hard for everybody to deal with on top of everything else we're going through right now. I'll be right back with Chris Ann Hall. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. 